Hello and welcome back to episode 25 of Vantage Point, where the vantage is the point. I'm Troy Jennings, an actor, teacher, and content creator. And I am Aaron Pope, a connector, cultural specialist, and Bible enthusiast. On this podcast, we share our viewpoints in a way that adds value to your life and encourages you to be the best version of yourself. On last week's episode, we discussed the five love languages and the importance of learning the language or languages that your partner speaks in. Today, we'll be talking about the power of pursuit. And before we get started, we do hope that all of you had a great Labor Day weekend and Labor Day. We hope you had a good time off work. If you had time off work or just a good time with family and friends or a good time of replenishment and renewal in some kind of way. So the power of pursuit throughout life, whenever we embark upon something, I think one of the most important things, anything that's worthwhile is going to require us to have a sense of pursuit. And when we think of pursuit, some things that are synonymous to pursuit are to aspire to, to seek, to go out for. Some of the things that are the opposite of that is to retreat, to give up, to stop. So pursuit is very important. And sometimes there are seasons in life and things that happen that could be challenges to us pursuing something. So today we're just going to talk about the different places and spaces that require us to pursue things. Uh, Some things we can think of are pursuing our careers, pursuing relationships, pursuing financial gain and success. Also from a mental and emotional place, pursuing happiness, pursuing joy. What are some things you can think about in terms of pursuing things? I would say pursuing the next level, pursuing higher. Um, I know those are blanket statements, but pursuing the next place that we think that we should be. I think we oftentimes find ourselves pursuing things um, that will push us to another plateau versus just actual tangible things. Uh, But I think that everybody has a moment where when you want something or you desire something, you can just fill in the blank and call it pursuit. I did come across the article um, by Um, Art Markman in Psychology Today, PhD, shout out to Psychology Today. Um, And the uh, title of that article was What Types of Goals Do People Pursue? Um, And basically it dealt with uh, recent research that explores the big categories of goals people have. They took a list of a thousand nouns and had people rate them on a scale ranging from I have an extremely strong commitment to this to I have an extremely strong commitment to avoiding this. And then they used a statistical technique called factor analysis to determine which collections of goals tend to hang together. That is when people commit to one goal or what other goals did they also seem to be committed to Um, from this exercise and a few replications of it. The researchers identified four major places and they came up with the abbreviation of PINT, um, which is prominence, exclusiveness, negativity prevention and tradition. Um, prominence comes from or refers to goals to achieve things and to have power. Exclusiveness refers to having empathy for others and treating people with equality or equitability. Negativity prevention focuses on avoidance of a variety of things in life that can go wrong and tradition, which focuses on the desire to engage with significant cultural norms like religion and patriotism and things like that. Um, I can say personally, I have found myself locked into um, a merge of these 
things, one definitely being um, prominence and also um, exclusiveness. I always have a compassion for a specific group of people, um, usually the disinherited or the disenfranchised. Um, and so I know that I have strong goals placed in those places, but also in tradition um, by way of just how I was raised and things that I found, uh, you know, it matters because it mattered to my mama or it mattered because it mattered to um, it's a family, a generational thing. And I found that a lot of my goals can stem from those places. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of the things that we take on for ourselves are actually things that may have been given to us during that nurturing phase of growing up and either what was said to us or what was experienced. And I think that's an interesting way to look at it. So can you go over the the main points again of the acronym? PINT, which is prominence, which refers to the goal to achieve things and to have power, which um, one would say um, is most people who desire to be a CEO or climb ladders. It's usually these people are focused on prominence of a place that their goals are set in a place of prominence. Um, exclusiveness, which refers to having empathy for others and treating people with uh, equity. Um, like I said, uh, usually the uh, particular group of people that you have a soft spot for um, that you always seem to notice. Um, I can speak to myself in hospitality and just serving and doing certain things. So my eye is always on those kinds of things. Uh, negativity prevention which focuses on avoidance of a variety of things in life that can go wrong, which is secretly locked in fear <laughs> um, and how people make goals and decisions out of fear instead of just kind of going with the flow and then tradition. I would say equity is something I relate to a lot. I hear a sense for me of compassion or maybe I didn't get something. And so because I know what it's like not to have something, that's a spot for me where I want to be able to help other people to have something that I didn't have. Would you say you have any traditions? Yes. Growing up, not just in familial traditions, but also religious traditions. A lot of them I've had to examine. I think some were a good foundation, but then some no longer served who I am or could be rooted in a sense of fear. You know, so I have to say, okay, although I may have been told this, you know, it's no longer healthy for who I am as an, as an adult. Um, I think some traditions are great and some traditions have grounded me in a good foundation. Um, but I think as we get older, we do have to examine why, why are we doing the things that we're doing? I think sometimes we'll walk around and we'll just do things and say, oh, well, my mama did that or my daddy did that or the pastor did that. He said that growing up. Okay, well, well, now that you're an adult, have you actually examined and studied for yourself to see, okay, although I was told to do this. Uh, what's interesting is I think a lot of traditions are not what is told to us. It's what we see. Because children oftentimes learn not by what someone is saying, but what the people are doing around them. And they will kind of acclimate or absorb those kinds of things, whether consciously or unconsciously. I think tradition is one of the ones that are the more trickier ones, particularly if, like you said, they are rooted in this is just how we've always done things as a family when there was really no really rhyme or reason to that. And you pursue it 
and or just in the sense of how we get locked into tradition that we miss out on new places because we feel like it should only be this way. Yeah, because sometimes things are good for that particular season or time period, but where we are now, it's no longer effective to do those particular kinds of things. And I think that it's important to embrace a sense of change and evolution or else we'll be stuck in something that no longer has any benefit, a healthy benefit to us or, you know, to society at large. But I, I do think that's an interesting, uh, interesting theory, interesting way to break that kind of down into those four categories. I'm reminded of um, a lot of uh, Jewish traditions where if your father was a doctor, you were a doctor. <laughs> and and what if you wanted to be something else or do something else or pursue something else? It was almost frowned upon at times because that was the tradition that your pursuit had to be based in what everybody else did. Yeah, we got to be careful about that because I think I said last season, one, I don't think that parents, you know, children don't belong to parents. You know, children or parents are stewards over children. They're the vessels that God has used to birth the child. But when we get stuck into they have to move and function like I do, then we could stifle their growth or their potential or their calling because it doesn't look like who we were or are. And and just that, you know, when it comes to pursuing things, particularly when it comes to tradition, am I pursuing this because you want me to, or am I pursuing what I want to? And we've got to, um, when it comes to pursuit, kind of constantly keep in the mind frame that is this for me or is this because I have to? Yeah. That am I really finding a place of fulfillment in pursuing this or am I just pursuing this because they said I had to pursue this? Yeah, that's a very important, those are very important questions that we all need to ask because oftentimes it may not be us. It could just be a thought that was implanted into our minds from childhood. But it's interesting that you're mentioning things like goals. One of the things that I came across is an article entitled, Why We, Why Should We Set and Pursue Goals? It's from Timestamp and it's by Jacob Siska. And one of the things the article says are is the two main factors that motivate us to do a task. One is the willingness to do it. And two is the awareness of its important. And one of the things I put there in parentheses is also the why. I think the why is very important about why we're doing something. And we've talked about a lot of things this season where why is so prominent to be committed to pursue. Why are you pursuing it? And that goes back to what you were saying. Why am I? because someone told me or because I personally find it fulfilling and valuable in my life. So I think that's important that the article does mention that. And then it, it goes into one, what are goals? And one of the things it says is that goals are the answer to life's questions of what do I want? And it helps us to focus and get clear. Now, in terms of how important are goals, it says that it gives people purpose and meaning to our actions. The article says that there's no success without goals because even if you manage to achieve something extraordinary, it will be a coincidence as you've never made plans towards it. And I think that's really valuable to say that 
Because if we don't have that clear intention and that clear reason, or we've clearly defined it as a goal, I'm sure it happened, but it doesn't have the same fulfillment of this is a goal. I set out to do this. And so now I'm able to, uh, to reap what it is that I set out to do. And I think that's very important. And the, um, the other thing here it says is why do setting goals work? And one of the things it mentions here is something called reticular activating system, which is a part of our brain that functions when we are looking for something. It searches our surroundings to find it. And once it finds something that matches that description, it informs us and how it's connected to goals is when we know what our goals are, this organ looks for and finds the opportunities to complete our goals. And one of the takeaways I had for this is when we have a clear intention, what is already at work within us activates in order to assist us. So I really like that. There's already things at work within us, but we first have to um, put something tangible out towards it in order for it to be activated. And then how many times do we find ourselves pursuing something and in the middle of the pursuit, knowing that or finding something that we want to pursue even further and not knowing that it was even in us until we actually took the step to pursue? Um, what I liked about that comment was that it speaks to the ability to be able to change your mind or to be able to get fullness on a thing that you may not be clear on the onset of what you're pursuing and or that pursuit may come with the change and what it develops inside of us. There are a lot of things that I didn't know I had in me until I went into a place of pursuit just to be better. Yeah, it's really an unfolding process and life is often something that unfolds and we'll have plans and we'll have goals are important. But I would also add to that, that we have to leave room as well, because sometimes life will unfold in such a way where it was something that was really inside of us. Maybe it it was dormant for some time and then we get involved in something and like, wow, I didn't even realize that this was something I had a passion for or that would fulfill me. But I allowed you know, myself to be in that particular situation and pursue this thing. And in the course of that, I'm realizing now there's so much more that I'd never even realized because I allowed life to unfold. And pursuit also shows you what you don't want. I'm reminded of the Devil Wears Prada, where after all of that time and working for Miranda Priestley and reaching this big goal, she got to the point where she said, I now see that that's not what I want to pursue and or what I do want to pursue is in another direction. She was working at a magazine, but she really just wanted to be a journalist. And sometimes when you do pursue things, you'll it'll bring clarity to what you really want to do. It'll show you what you don't want to be like so you can see what you really want to. Yeah, sometimes that's a great redirection for us. We thought it was one thing. We went there and it redirected us into another direction. And life is like that sometimes. And sometimes we're really in it for a journey, really in it for a trip where we don't know exactly where we're going to end up. And I think it's important for us to embrace that. Yeah. As I was looking um, and doing just research in preparation for this particular episode, one of the things I came across was an article in The Guardian by uh, David Rob Robson, um, where he spoke to why it's time to stop pursuing happiness. Uh, and that kind of sounds weird because, you know, we always hear, oh, the pursuit of happiness and all these things. But one of the things that he suggests is sometimes positive thinking and visualizing success can be counterproductive. 
And the reason why it can be counterproductive is because we live in a generation where we just want to always be happy. And the truth is, if you live a day in this world (laughs) during a pandemic, particularly (laughs) every day isn't going to always come with happiness. And one of the things that he suggests is if you get locked into a feeling happy instead of being happy, it becomes counterproductive to pursue happiness because the truth is every day won't always be that way. And one of the things that he said that I thought was uh, really interesting was um, sometimes as we look into pursuing happiness, we find that it just only shows us how much we aren't happy and or it makes us feel even more lonely or even more of a bad thing because we think that happiness is a sign of success. That is the only sign of success. That if I'm happy, then I'm successful. And sometimes you're on the right path. It's just it's just a, a, a bump in the road. Um, I would suggest that if you got it easy, you ain't got it. Uh, nothing comes easy. Yeah. And one of the things that that reminds me of is one reason that I think a lot of people will find discontent if they're looking for happiness is that they're comparing their lives with other people is because you think that someone else is in this state of happiness and what they're doing, and they seem happy all the time, which is completely unrealistic. And now you feel like your life is not in that place. Uh, and, and because you're comparing, I think sometimes that will also lead to um, disappointment because you feel like your life's not measuring up to someone else's life who you may aspire to be like. Yeah, he even talks about that. He says sometimes we become so um, absorbed in our own well-being that we forget the people around us and we become even more resentful to them um, for inadvertently bringing down our moods or distracting us from what we think are important goals. When we forget that we're not in this world by ourselves, that this isn't as just like you are on a pursuit, someone else is as well. And sometimes your pursuits will intertwine, but there is no everybody's not intentionally out to be a stumbling block to you. And sometimes we are just so self-absorbed with what we are doing in our state of being that we discount or discredit other people in our journey and in our process. Sometimes it's overwhelming. A lot of the emotions that we may be experiencing, which is why we have to manage our emotional state and emotional states can be very fleeting. You know, one minute you're happy and then, something happens to you during the course of the day, then you had a bad day and it's, you know, it's a horrible day now, you know? So I think we have to be mindful of that internal space because the outside world ultimately shouldn't dictate what's happening with inside of us. And even with happiness that it can be a very temporary feeling. It's, it's here today. It's here one minute and it's gone the next. And uh, that management I think is very important because in those moments when something may happen, how can we move through that instead of trying to, uh, you know, get over it? We're going through the feeling and we're managing, you know, what's happening in that moment. And and that literally leads me into the next point that he has. <laughs> and that was just how sometimes the pursuit of happiness and that feeling, that fuzzy feeling can have a strange effect on our perception of time and how we always feel like we're missing out. So we forecast or we jump to the end instead of actually going through the process of the pursuit. And we get so focused on what's ahead instead of being present in the now. 
because we want to get to that place of happiness. We want to get to the goal. We want to get to that. And we miss out on all the things that are important in being in it right now. Um, I know for myself, I've at times found myself um, feeling that I'm, I would be happier at the end and just trying to chalk it up and chasing that and missing out on the grace of the space that I was currently in and what it was teaching me, because I've learned a lot of lessons in the process of the journey of the pursuit that I never would have gotten. I'll even go as far as to say some of the lessons I learned taught me how to sustain my happiness when it came. And that's very important. A lot of us don't know how to sustain it. We want to, but we don't have the, you know, the tools to be able to do that. But the journey is the destination. And I think we oftentimes have such difficulty being present in this society. We're in this moment, but we're really thinking about, you know, what's for dinner, what's happening tomorrow, or the challenges we have to face. It's hard to be present with where we are right now. And I've tried to, especially during COVID, make time to find ways to be more present. I think even with just starting the day, checking into where I am mentally, where I am emotionally, and trying to be honest with myself. Because some days it is hard, it is a challenge, and it could be difficult to remain motivated to continue doing certain kinds of things, whether it be pursuit, whether it be happiness. But I think with being honest with yourself about where you are, I think that's helpful in order to to move through certain things. And I think that sometimes we it's just such a focus on we forget that bad days are OK and possible. Like you get to have a bad day. Now, what you do when you have a bad day, that's another conversation. But you do get a right to have a bad day. And I think that people forget that even the most successful people or even the people who are already at the places that we are pursuing don't always have these wonderful, lavish days. I'm pretty sure Oprah got an attitude every now and again <laughs> right. if you get her right. You know, I'm, and, but we see success and we get caught up in the pursuit of that, thinking that's the happiness of it, that we see all the accolades and we see all the fame and we see all the fortune and we call that happiness and we pursue those things, not realizing that no one's exempt. No one's exempt from a bad day. No one's exempt from a cuss out. Nobody's exempt <laughs> from, you know, somebody getting on your nerves. Nobody's exempt from, you know, dropping the ball. Nobody's exempt from not feeling it today. You're not exempt because you got money. <laughs> or because you have the fame or because you have the fortune of it. And I think that sometimes we get stuck or check out of pursuit because we had a bad day. Oh, that didn't go the way it was supposed to go. So I'm not going to pursue it anymore. I will share that um, I'm recently been proactive about getting back into school. And there were some hiccups that kept me from starting school this semester. Um, but I had to refocus myself because I was like, hey, it shouldn't be this hard. And I was getting ready to check out of the process of it only to kind of realize that there was a bigger picture attached to that, that there were some things that though my pursuit was for school, that there were some things that I was getting together that will help me out in the long run that don't even have anything to do with my pursuit for school. Um, and just knowing that sometimes the process will come with those moments and accepting those things and not letting those things push you to a place where you check out of the pursuit. There's something to be learned in everything. If you allow yourself to see the lesson, even what you, what you were saying 
another perspective, you could have been discouraged, but you said, okay, I can still find something of value here. I can still find something to learn from here to make me better in the process because eventually it's going to come. What you're seeking is going to come, but maybe right now it's a preparation or things to learn and it's, it's building also your tenacity, your stamina to be able to continue through something. And I think that it's important to be honest with where we are. I think there was a portion of my life where I felt bad for having a bad day. I felt guilty for having a bad day. Like I, I had to be strong or I had to be a certain kind of way. And I think in this season, I'm learning to be honest with myself and also with God in, in my prayer life, just about where I am not necessarily even where I want to be, but where I am right now. And I think that's been very beneficial to me to be more honest in that time of where I am right now. And some of us don't do that. We're not really honest. We feel bad about being honest about where we are. We say what we want to be, but we're not talking about where we are uh, right now. Dr. Sandra Wettler says this, and that is, you feel good about the future but it doesn't give you any urgency to act. And basically sometimes what I like about that is that there are moments where you can't always gauge your happiness as a level of success in the pursuit because the day will come where you won't be happy. And when that comes, will it keep you in the place that you're in? Will it keep you from going to try something different or going after another goal or going after because you find or you're scared to take the risk of moving from this place because you know that this place will always offer you happiness? And sometimes when it comes to pursuit, pursuit comes with the risk. And the risk is that I'm not going to be complacent in the place that I'm in because I always want to feel good. I can be transparent and say that I know particularly right now where the Lord is taking me to. But I also know that the place that I am currently in is not always going to make me happy. With that being said, it doesn't stop me from pursuing where he's calling me to because I can't get stuck in just the thought of happiness and being or having the desire to always want to feel good in the place that I no longer pursue anything else and or being so happy that I find myself not going after something else out of a fear or anxiety or anything like that, because I know that happiness is secure in this place. Cause the truth is <laughs> pursuit comes with challenges. If you yeah. live long enough, you will face a challenge, a hiccup, a bump in the road, something that would just kind of not so much uh, distract, but uh, almost make you feel like you kind of been placed off balance about the whole journey and that off balance can't keep you from going after it because it will happen. I always say, you know, it just makes the story that much better. Yeah, it definitely makes the story that much better, that much more interesting. And I think oftentimes we, it's been perpetuated a certain kind of way, pursuit or success that we have associated with that a sense of comfort or a sense of a constant state of happiness. And that's just not realistic. And so I like our conversation today because it's talking about the realities and practical application of what you're going to experience if you are pursuing something, that there may be moments where it is challenging or moments that you want to give up or moments that you lose motivation, but it doesn't mean that you should let go, that you should retreat, 
those are moments to continue to remain and continue to find ways to continue pursuing whatever that particular thing is. I think oftentimes we forget to take an analysis of the problems we may face in pursuit. I think we just think that it's supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. If I do everything, then everything is supposed to work out right. And we don't take into consideration all right, that may fall through or this may not happen. And I think if we ever postured ourselves in pursuit to actually take into consideration that obstacles may happen, it disarms the threat when they actually do. It disarms the devastation of it when it actually happens. So when things fall through or things don't come together or don't pan out the way you want them to, and then you look back and you're like, well, Dag, it didn't happen the way I wanted to, but it was still successful. Or I still stayed with the pursuit of it. When you realize that every journey won't be easy and or bring happiness all the time, you will come to find out that in those moments, it's not enough for you to quit. Got what the old folks would call staying power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're willing to say, all right, bump here. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going at it. Like we, I got to get there. And it's not enough to keep me from going and pursuing a thing. We forget to really take into consideration the whole equation of a pursuit. If you go on a trip and you go on hiking, you, you think about bringing extra water because there's a possibility that you might need it. Or you think about bringing certain things and you equip yourself for the journey. Watch this. Not because you need everything that you bring. But you prepare yourself for the moment when it happens. So if you cut yourself, it's not a devastation because you came with Band-Aids. And just learning how to uh, do what I would always say um, that God does for us. And that's factor it into the plan. Mm. Hear now the word of the Lord. All things work together. It was a part of the plan. Yeah. And as part of the journey, preparing for the journey. When you were going on journeys, we oftentimes do what we prepare. We bring what we think we will need. And sometimes, like you said, we won't use everything, but it's important to prepare for it so that we can anticipate the things that we may encounter. Absolutely. And one of the things that also says in the article is it talks about how we should um, always posture ourselves to reset, uh, reset our expectations when those moments come that, okay, didn't pan out, that didn't happen, but now I know that I can look for this, or now I know that I can do this and that, or now I know how to re-navigate the way I need to take, that when a road is cut off, the construction workers always show us the detour. When you are talking to Alexa, whoever you talk to, um, by way of getting to a place, when certain roads are cut off, there are accidents and things like that, there is always a detour prepared. And though you may not be familiar with that route, the destination is still the same. Mm. And how we've got to factor in the destination. What I love about uh, those kinds of things is when they're giving you instructions to turn here and turn there, they don't care about anything else. When you are dealing with those apps, those apps don't care that it's raining outside or the weather's bad or it's traffic. No, they have the destination fully in mind. And if you got to make 16 lefts to (laughs) instead of going a straight route, it doesn't that those things don't keep the actual application from saying this is how you're going to get there. One of the things I like, I use Google Maps and what I see last several years it will recalculate the destination at moments. So if it's telling me to go one direction, but it can sense that there's an accident ahead, 
one, it will give me suggestions. It'll say, okay, you're, we're going this route, but now you're gonna, if you wanna get there faster, it gives you an option. You can make a detour to go somewhere else to get there faster, or you can continue on the route. But I like that because sometimes uh, you know, the route is recalibrated, that we're getting to the same place, but sometimes we may encounter things on the journey and we may have to recalculate or recalibrate how we're getting there. Same destination, but different route based on what it is that we've encountered during the experience. I love when she says recalculating the route. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That does my heart kind because I had a few detours in my life. So I always loved it. Recalculating the route. We still going to get there. (laughs) Just got to go another way. Right. (laughs) A better way. Because if we continued on that path, now we've encountered something. So we have to be flexible. We have to be flexible with uh, the route that we take. We can't be so set on a certain route because we could be stuck in traffic for longer than we need to. If we're set on, we have to go that particular direction. And sometimes life is like that. We think we have to go about something this exact way in order to get there. And I said this quote is from a play called Zoo Story last season, but sometimes we have to go out of our way to come back a short distance correctly. And uh, life is oftentimes like that. It will take us through detours. It will take us in paths that may prevent us from going through construction sites, but ultimately we're coming back that correct distance, the correct place, the place that we were meant to go to, but it's not always in the timing that we think it should be in. Absolutely. And one of the things I also like about the article, um, and I'm paraphrasing this part because it really spoke to me, is that we've got to stop blaming ourselves or feeling bad about stuff when it doesn't work out as if you had control over it anyway. One of the things that we do is, oh, man, I didn't do that or this didn't happen. or and, and we put ourselves in position to put the blame on us when it really just didn't have anything to do with you. It wasn't something you could fix, navigate or control, because if it was, you could have fixed it anyway. The fact that you couldn't speaks to that it wasn't on you and how we've got to get out of the place of blaming ourselves for the mishaps or the detours or the side (laughs) road bumps in the roads of our lives. They happen, yes, and you played a part in it, absolutely. But to blame yourself for it is almost mind-blowing to the fact that you keep saying to yourself, Uh, Or we keep saying to ourselves things like, well, if I had done this differently or if I had, but you didn't. And it's fine that you didn't, because now, you know, something that you didn't know had you not experienced what you experienced. And again, the destination doesn't change. Yeah. And sometimes we're very hard on ourselves. And I can attest to that. Very, very hard on ourselves. You know, you should do it this way, should do it that way. And I think we all can have an opportunity to be kinder to ourselves. Sometimes we just don't know in that moment that we did it the best way that we thought we knew how to. And when you have more information, better information, you can then make another choice. But it, you know, living in regret or resentment about what you didn't do at this point, it hasn't been done. So you can either choose to remain stuck there, which can, you know, delay your journey further, or you can say, okay, how can I learn from that? It happened. I'm going to dust myself off, learn from it, and find a way to move forward from this because I'm keeping in mind what I am in pursuit of. Me and um, my mentor, uh, Dr. Wilson, he we laughed um, maybe a week or so ago about just the thought of the things that we know now had we known them in another place. <laughs> and the first thing I said was, I'd be a terror <laughs> because it was almost good that I learned it the way I learned it. 
and that the things happened to me the way I experienced them and that my path and my journey happened the way because it did teach me some things that I would have not known and or would have functioned in differently. Um, particularly for me, one of the things that I'm learning on a huge scale is compassion and grace that people are really going through some huge things and we never know someone's story until they tell us. And so when people have certain responses or do certain things um, as they are in pursuit or how they operate or just what they do, you never know what that's attached to, but it all is working to make you who you are and make you not just who you are, but give you what's necessary to reach and touch people that when people say, Oh, you went through that too, or that's something you experienced, or it wasn't that easy. It becomes encouraging. Cause it's just like, well, all right, I might be all right. <laughs> they didn't get through it the first time or they, you know, I always, um, hear a story about people who take the bar and it's just like, Oh, we know you ain't going to pass the first time, you know, but if you go in thinking I'm a pass the first time and you don't pass that first time, it's one of those moments where it's just like, just be okay with failing and take it again. As most people do who don't get it till their second or third try sometimes, but they are in pursuit to become a thing. And because of that, it wasn't enough to stop them on the journey. And then you realize that your journey isn't obscure, but it's more like others than you think that people are going through some of similar things as they are in process of pursuit as well. Yeah, we have more in common than we do different. I think that sometimes we lose sight of that, but that can be encouraging, which is a which is a reason why it's good to share our own experiences because someone can relate to that and someone can find that encouraging because you know they're going through the same thing that we may have gone through. And that can be that, okay, well, I'm not alone in that. Because sometimes when we go through things, I think it can seem so isolating, like we're the only one and no one understands. But you know, if we give ourselves a chance, we can understand that a lot of things are very universal. The things that we go through pursuing something, you know, the things that keep us from pursuing something. Maybe you've experienced something in the past where it didn't go well and you felt disappointed or you felt rejected or you felt discouraged. And we all have moments that can be very discouraging. But I think keep sight of the value of what you are pursuing and know that if it's worthwhile, hang in there. And continue to pursue. Be diligent about the pursuit. Go after it. I think that was a, a big season of where I am right now. Go after it. Go after it. And whatever unfolds will unfold. And some of it is going to land me exactly where I need to be. And some may not. But just the power of the pursuit in itself. Because the truth is, it is almost a setup to get people to lock into one place to where they're scared to move forward. If it's not moving, is if it's uh, stagnated, it's is it'll die. That things that you know, I love the commercial that used to say, um, "A body in motion stays in motion." Mm -hmm. That when you get that momentum to move and go forward, you always want to move and go forward. One success will only lead to another because you know the power of the pursuit, and it may take time. It may you know be off kilter. It may you know be different, strange, even weird at times. But that when you know the power of pursuit, it's it's an amazing feel just to go after it, just to seek to set a goal, to set an aim and pursue it is a major experience in itself. 
It really is. And it can be a courageous act because it is a risk involved with it. But nothing worthwhile to me is without some form of risk. And I think for me, a takeaway for me is one to be clear about why. Why are we pursuing the thing that we are pursuing to find the value in that particular thing? And one thing that I think I've just kind of sensed in our conversation for me is to find those places where we can just be and to learn how to be kind to ourselves, because there are moments where it's not always fun to pursue something. And we do experience moments where we may feel discouraged. Take some time for you to be able to uh, be clear and just to, to be, to not feel like you have to be hard on yourself about what you did or didn't do in the past. Have some time to take a breath. Sometimes we lose sight of the value of a breath and what that can bring for each new day. So I think uh, be encouraged with whatever it is that you are pursuing and be kind to yourself. What about for you? What are some takeaways you have from our conversation today? I've got a few, <laughs> um, but my first uh, takeaway uh, to piggyback off of what you said is uh, be OK with progress. Um, you may not be there yet, but you're making progress. And sometimes we forget the power of progress, that when you pursue a thing it's step by step and those steps, once you check them off, that's progress. And sometimes the greatest opposition doesn't happen when you get to the place that you're pursuing. The greatest opposition happens when you start making progress. There is something about progress that makes the universe nervous, because if you actually get there and actually become you almost become unstoppable. And so one takeaway for me is um, be OK with making progress as you pursue progress no matter how big or small it is, it's just that progress. Um, another takeaway I would have is just the power of the pursuit is in the process. That that journey, the things that you learn, not just about um, what you're going after, but yourself in those places, you can only get that through experience. You can only get those things. You don't become um, one who's skilled in strategy or one who's uh, determined or one who's this or one who's that when you get to the place you're pursuing. No, those things happen on the journey through the process. Um, another takeaway for me is that pursuit comes with possibility. The more you see you do, the more you want to do. And you see possibilities to either renavigate the plan that you have and or um, continue to go higher that once you see that you can get that bachelor's, you'll go after the master's and then you'll go after the doctorate because you see that there's possibility now to go further. Uh, and lastly, that when it comes to pursuit, pursuit brings manifestation. There is no way that you can fully pursue a thing and you not get there. If you're in and you are pushing forward and pursuing it, you will definitely get there. It'll manifest. And by the time you look up, you'll be there and just continue to look for the manifestation of it. It'll happen. Just go after it. Yeah, just go after it. I think taking that step, taking that step, there's all kinds of reasons why people, you know, may have hesitation about taking that step, but I think it's important to take that step into the pursuit of whatever it is 
that is valuable to you. So I hope that in our conversation today, you all have taken some tidbits away about, you know, why we pursue things, the value of pursuing things, how to be encouraged and the payoff, the payoff. If you remain steadfast, remain committed to whatever it is you are in pursuit of, like you said, it will come to pass. So be encouraged. And I certainly do hope that each and every one of you found value in our conversation today about the power of pursuit. And we'll be back with you all on next Tuesday. Stay connected to us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for the name of our platform, Our Father's Table. And any questions, comments, or show ideas can be sent to vantagepointpod at gmail.com. Before we go, it's time for Fields of Vision, the segment of the show where we highlight a quote or text to help encourage and inspire you. If it's both terrifying and amazing, then you should definitely pursue it. Rada. And that does it for us today here at Vantage Point. I'm Troy Jennings. And I'm Aaron Pope. We thank you for joining us and look forward to you joining us again on next Tuesday. Until we meet again, friends, be well.